connecting is all about others. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show we have John Maxwell. And I'm going to do something a little different this week. Um, On Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week, we are going to have this message from John Maxwell as a continuation because it is a really great message about how we need to connect with other people and how the message of Christ is just passed along through connecting with other people and how so many of us will just check out of life and check out of conversations and not really get to know people and love them and meet them where they need to be met at their deepest parts. So we're going to have like a series this week on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and we'll have our normal Testimony Tuesday and Fun Friday. But um, today, John Maxwell is bringing us the first point of connecting with others. Here's John. Is what I'm going to share with you now for the next 28 minutes. I would share with you how to connect with people. I just wrote a book. It came out about three weeks ago. It's entitled, Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. It's very true, isn't it? Everybody talks, but haven't you seen people when they talked, nobody was home? Hmm? Haven't there been times when you've been listening to somebody and just wanted to raise your hand and tell them it's okay, they can quit? (laughs) You're all too young for this. Every one of you are too young, but when I was a kid, they had a program on TV called The Gong Show. And the gong show was just simply when you talked and nobody wanted to hear anymore, they just got a big mallet and they just gonged you. I mean, I've just said, dear God, we need a gong in every church. In fact, when I did the book, Everyone Communicates, Few Connect, I put it on my blog last September and released a chapter each week. I put a chapter on, release it, and then take it off, put the next chapter on for the 10 weeks. Over 100,000 people read the book with me on the blog, and I asked them to come back and talk to me. I said, as you, as you read the book, tell me, tell me, you know, give me, a, give me a good story. Give me a better quote. Help me, help me uh, improve the book. And they started improving the book literally by the hundreds and then the thousands. And we literally changed seven things in each chapter. I mean, we rewrote the book, and I just, it's when I discovered none of us is as smart as all of us. And some of my best thinking has been done by others. I told them I'd give them credit. I literally put their pictures on the cover of the book, put their names on the inside, the pictures on the inside, literally hundreds of people. I told them I'd give them credit. I didn't tell them I'd give them royalties. <laughs> Jesus was the great connector. If anybody ought to know how to connect, it ought to be his children. Yet, to be honest with you, I find some of them not even close. Not even close. Let me define connecting. Connecting is the ability to relate to and identify with people in such a way that it increases your influence with them. The ability to identify with and relate to people in such a way that it increases your influence with them. When we do it right, 
our increased influences, what did Jesus say? He wanted us to be salt. He wanted us to be light. He wanted us to connect in such a way to fulfill the Great Commission that everywhere we went, we could draw people unto him. I want to give you three very simple connecting thoughts tonight. These thoughts are going to be applied to your spiritual life. These thoughts could be applied to your, your business life. These thoughts could be applied to your family life. Thought number one about connecting. Very simple. Connecting is all about others. That's the grand foundation and principle of connecting. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about others. I was in my 20s in Dayton, Ohio, and I didn't understand this. I was a pastor, and I thought connecting as a leader was getting everybody to buy into my vision, to get to buy into to the things that I loved and the principles that I held true. And, I, and I, I was constantly working hard on getting people to, to buy into me and to buy into everything around. And, and I was constantly saying, come on, come on the team. Here, here, you, don't you want to join this? Here's where, here's where we're going. Don't you want to get on the train? When I was in my 20s in Dayton, Ohio, I heard a man say, if you will help people first get what they want, they will help you get everything that you want. It literally changed my life. It was a eureka moment for me because at that time I realized that I was approaching connecting the wrong way. I was trying to get people to come where I was and connect with me. And so many times I see leaders, basically leaders who, who are up on the mountain and they're down and they're, and they're looking at the people down there and they saying, hey folks, hey folks, hey, come on up. Come on, I'm, I'm up here. Come on, let's go. You've heard the expression, it's lonely at the top. A leader never said that. If you're at the top all alone, nobody's following you. If you're at the top all alone, you're not a leader, you're a hiker. <laughs> and in my early years, I was trying to get people to come to the top. I was trying to keep people to join the team. I was, I was trying to get people to get on the train. I was, I was trying to, come on, come on. And, and I did not understand that, that I have to get off the top. I have to go find the people. I've got to go where they are. And when I find where they are, then, hey, guess what I can do? I can help them go to the top together. That's why leaders never cross the finish line first. People who cross the finish line first are running alone. You see, leaders never cross the finish line first because they, when they come across, they're bringing people with them. Connecting is all about others. Now, as I look back at my early ministry, I know why I didn't understand that. I was immature. I, I, I was immature, and immature people don't think of others first, do they, huh? They're immature because they think of themselves first. That's what makes them immature. I know you're saying, well, let them get a little older. They'll grow up and they'll mature. Not necessarily. Maturity doesn't always accompany age. Many times age comes alone. I shared with you we have five granddaughters. When we lived in Atlanta, our two oldest granddaughters at that time, Hannah and Maddie, were five. At that time, Maddie and her family lived on the west coast out in California, and we were in Atlanta, so the cousins didn't get to see each other a lot. When the cousins got together, they always stayed at our house. And every, every morning when Hannah and Maddie, these cousins, these five-year-old cousins were together, they'd come down into the living room in the morning, 
and, and they call me Papa. That's, that's my name. They call me Papa. They call Margaret Mimi. In fact, before the first grandchild was born, Margaret looked at me and said, what are the grandbabies going to call us? I said, I have no clue. I didn't even think about it. Well, she said, I've been thinking about them. I want them to call me Mimi. I said, I like that. But she said, I don't want them to call you Pee-Pee. I said, I'll buy that too. So they called me Papa. When they come down every morning, they had a list for me. Because you see, Hannah and Maddie thought it was God created Papa to serve them. Oh yeah, they're five. And they'd come down, they'd say, Papa, we want to do this. And they, they would give me the list. And, you know, I'd just hang with them. And, and whatever they said, that's what I guess I think that's my responsibility to spoil the grandchildren. After all, that's what grandparents are for. And so we'd have our list and we'd go through our day. I promise you on that list every day, because we lived on a golf course, is they wanted to get in the golf cart and they wanted to ride around the golf course. They'd love to do that. We'd go to the pond, see the ducks, you know, whole deal. Now they had a, Hannah's younger brother at the time, John was two. Sometimes they let John go with me, sometimes they didn't. That was Hannah Maddie's total decision. John was named after me. He gets the inheritance. Anyway. Every afternoon about two, Hannah and Maddie, sometimes John would get in the golf cart, we'd go down to the end of the driveway. Before we got to the end of the driveway, it happened every time, trust me, every time. Before we got to the end of the driveway, Hannah and Maddie say, Papa, we're hungry. We need a snack. Which would mean the first place we'd go at the snack shop between the ninth and 10th hole, we'd go there, we all sat down, we ordered the very same thing. Hot dog with ketchup, potato chips, candy bar, ice cream, <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I know exactly, you're saying, that's not a very healthy diet. I know that. I don't care. I'm a grandparent. Trust me, I fed my kids healthy stuff. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. There was only one rule, and that is they couldn't tell. They couldn't tell the parents because parents are paranoid about some of those things. So that was our secret. Every evening during dinner time, the kids weren't hungry. The parents could never figure it out. Hannah and Maddie look at me, they'd wink, give me a thumbs up. Now they're five years old. Every day they had an agenda for me. It was all about them. Was, not one time, not one time did Hannah and Maddie come down and say, Papa, we've been thinking. You've done so much for us. What could we do for you? You see, it doesn't enter a five-year-old mind that they should do something for someone else. It's okay when you're five. It's sad when you're 35 and 45 and 55 and you haven't figured out it's not about you. The first very simple principle of connecting is it's all about others. Leaders understand that the day they take up the mantle of the leadership, they give up the right to think of themselves first. Leaders understand that the day that they become leaders, no longer do they live for themselves. If Jesus were here and he was talking about leadership tonight, he would tell you and me that leadership is servanthood. That's what it is. It's not about titles. It's about towels. 
and only the secure can stoop. Only the secure. Insecure people cannot do that. It's all about others. That was John Maxwell, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under John Maxwell, How to Connect with Others. You can also find out more information about him and his amazing ministry and all his great books and um, products and different things that he sells because he is just a really anointed man of God. But you can find those things on his website at johnmaxwell.com. Well, that is all I have for you today. I will see you again tomorrow for another episode. I hope you have an amazing day and that you are encouraged to go out and take your mountain for Jesus. God bless.